It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Okay, welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Yep, Guys Guys Radio. We've got a great show for you today. Let me ask you a question. What would the famously dead have to say from the other side? Have you ever thought about that? Would you like to find out why Albert Einstein changed his theory to the theory of irrelevance? How Steve McQueen would give anything for another shot at living? How Elvis Presley now lives in the Heartbreak Hotel on the other side? And how the monkeys, Davy Jones, is still monkeying around from the other side? We're going to answer all those questions and a lot more today with our special guest, Lisa Najjar. She is a psychic, clairvoyant, and she has channeled messages from a collective group of celebrities who passed over on the other side. And they've been aggregated by a combination of Abraham Lincoln and Jesus. Now, you know on Guys Guys Radio, I bring you information, things for you to consider, guests for you to consider, consideration, messages for your consideration, and you determine I'm vibing with this or not. That's up to you. But I'm going to bring people on with information that I think is interesting and worth thinking about. So I'm not sure how familiar everybody out there is with what's, uh, people that uh, have the ability to channel interdimensionally, but we're bringing somebody on who can do that. And she's written a book, and it's a fascinating book. I just read it almost in one sitting. I was so blown away by it. It's called Dying to Tell You. And Lisa is a wonderful person. She's very, very nice. She's a great speaker. She's going to make a fantastic guest. But listen to the people that we're going to be learning about today. She has channeled for this book Paul Newman, Cleopatra, Jesus, Albert Einstein, George Harrison, Paul Gauguin, Martin Luther King, Abraham Lincoln, Michael Jackson, Waylon Jennings, Walt Disney. It all began, actually messages from the other side. So we'll find out what are these celebrities having to say about life on the side of the dimension, if you will, the universe they're in right now. And what do they have to say about the lives that they lived here on earth in this third dimension that we all reside in? I think what you're going to hear is going to be very interesting in that it's not going to be what you expect It's not going to be focused on the things, it's not going to be like a Hollywood gossip type of discussion we're going to have because they're not focused on that now and they're seeing that everybody's equal and we're all connected and their insights based on that and how they lived. Uh, And I think John Wayne to me was the most uh, interesting person who represented somebody who looks at life completely differently now that he's passed over and said, wow, I really could have affected a lot more people with my fame if I would have been a little more, maybe like a more of a uh, more of a guy's guy, more of a um, evolved man uh, than the kind of macho exterior that he portrayed in his movies. And we all love John Wayne; we love his movies. But the mess, the takeaway for a lot of men, I think, has been like you have to be a tough guy, and you know you, we do have to be tough at certain times. That's, there's no doubt about that, but that doesn't mean we have to be all about swagger and macho and arrogance and stuff like that, because it's a, it's a, it's a turn on to other people, and frankly, it's a turn on to most women uh, when guys get all arrogant and narcissistic that way. And now, I'm not saying John Wayne was narcissistic, I don't think so, but he portrayed a very quintessential uh, macho man, man's man, uh, and, and that's kind of a 1950s idea now that we're in, uh, going into 2020. 
the 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 new definition of masculinity it's it's shifting uh and and femininity also where there's kind of a blend going on where men men are getting more in touch with their feminine side and that is not a negative thing that's actually a good thing and women are getting more in touch with their masculine side which is not a bad thing also bottom line men still need to be men and women still need to be women regardless of their sexual choices and all of that just in terms of being people you know a guy's a guy a woman's a woman of course there's transgendering and all kinds of stuff in that area that I'm not going to get into because I feel anybody needs to do what they need to do to feel comfortable in who they are so totally supportive of everybody's choice there so I don't want people to take that the wrong way but from what I have learned from interviewing people interviewing relationship coaches you know women are looking for men to be men but also to be sensitive and a little more evolved than you know knuckle dragging uh, that has occurred too much and I think for men they still want women to be women I don't think men mind women being more aggressive and I think women need to be more aggressive because in the workplace if you have a level playing field everybody's got to compete so anyhow I don't want to get too off track with all that stuff. We've got a great show and we're going to hear what some very very famous people have to say from their experience on the other side. Guys Guys Radio, we're going to chop it up at least in the jar, coming right up. Okay, it's Guys Guys Radio, your host Robert Manny. As I mentioned, we have a very special show today. Our special guest is psychic medium and channel and author, Lisa Najjar, and she has written a book that was basically channeled to her called Dying to Tell You, Channeled Messages from the Famously Dead. Let me welcome Lisa Najjar to Guys Guys Radio. Welcome, Lisa. How are you doing? Hi, Robert. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Thank you, by the way, for having me on. Uh, my pleasure. As I mentioned to Lisa, I sought her out because somebody mentioned her book, her and her book to me, and I picked it up and I read it. Uh, I just powered through it. It was so interesting and it was not what I was expecting. It was much better than that because what Lisa's done is she's channeled messages from celebrities who have passed and a, a whole variety of them. Everybody from Jesus to Abraham Lincoln to Marilyn Monroe, Jane Russell, Davy Jones of the Monkees, uh, George Harrison, Walt Disney, Paul Newman, uh, Waylon Jennings, just a complete variety of different celebrities. And it's not a Hollywood tell-all. It's about what they've learned from living uh, a big life here on Earth, if you will, and uh, now that they've crossed over. So why don't we start with a little bit about you, Lisa. How did you uh, know that you had the abilities that you have, your gifts, and um, how did you get to the point where you channeled this book? I think I was probably always a medium. But I certainly didn't think of it that way. I, ju- I think it, I just thought it was matter of fact. And uh, so it, it, it was just part of who I was. And when I was 16, uh, sorry, 17, I happened to live in a, a home where the family had lost tragically two of their three daughters within two years of each other, a 16-year-old and an 11-year-old. And what I noticed was one Christmas the girls would come and they were playing and, and talking and giggling. And and I I let my friend know and I let the parents know that the girls were there and they were rather skeptical and they still are. To this day, my friend is still very skeptical of anything she can't see. 
But I knew full well they were there and I uh, enjoyed the fact that they were. And I didn't think much more of it. I just figured, oh, well, maybe it's not everybody's cup of tea. And, you know, for those that want to hear, I will share. And if they don't, that's okay, too. And I just carried on. And I I didn't do it professionally. And I never really thought I would. I went on to become a court reporter. And uh, I think when people would hear that I could do this, I would do it for friends and family just to help them out if they needed to connect with, say, their father or somebody in spirit. And that's about as far as it went. But uh, one day, yes, Walt Disney came actually through another medium. And uh, he said to never give up on my dream and that he would help me. And what he was referring to, uh, Robert, was a a spiritual comedy TV show that I had uh, channeled a few years earlier. And he said he would help me with it. And I was never to give up on that. So I thought that was pretty amazing. And uh, but again, didn't think too much of it um, about the book anyways. And then a few years later, he came back to me and asked me if I would do a project. And this time he was referring to the book. Uh, So that's, it just kind of evolved, but I never, ever dreamed that this is what I'd be doing for a living. I just never would have uh, Mm -hmm. thought of it. I've always been uh, praying to be in service to humanity. Absolutely. But I didn't think it would be done this way. So it's, it's kind of a shock to me. How about Walt Disney? I mean, when he came to you, was it, oh, it's Walt Disney or was like, oh, it's Walt Disney. I mean, it must have been a surprise. Yes. When he came through the first time to discuss the TV show. Oh, yes. I said, oh, my God, to my the medium that gave me the message. I said, oh, it's Walt, like the Walt. And I was very excited. But but interestingly, after that, when he came back and asked me to do the project and came directly to me and asked me to do this book. No, it was very matter of fact. And I have to say, ever since then, it's all been very matter of fact. The whole thing is really just matter of fact. And uh, it. it it didn't, no, it didn't really surprise me at all. And I said no to him, by the way, when he came the, the, to me and asked me to do the book. I said, well, it sounds like a fabulous idea, but no, no, my, I'm a single mother. My son's not even in university yet. I'm not a writer, so I don't know why you're coming to me. Um, I said, no, I can't do this. I, I'm trying to put food on the table and I don't know how to go after, a, write a book and everything. What do I know about books? So I did put him off and he came back a few years later in 2015, Easter uh, weekend, Good Friday, him and Abraham Lincoln and George Harrison came and said, now will you do it? And I said, yes, now I'll do it. But I said, listen, I'm not a writer. They said, don't worry, you're going to take dictation just like you do in court. You'll just (laughs) you'll just take you'll just be a celestial court reporter. And I said, "Okay, I can do that. Because I was going to ask you, the next question was about process. I mean, if you they were channeling you. How did you transcribe their messages? Well, I did the first two. I think they were on a plane, actually, and it was just it came through and I just uh, hand wrote it. But uh, after that, I would sit and have my hands on the. Well, first, I would always play um, My Sweet Lord, always. And it put me in this amazing high space and just got my joy level really up. And then I would just wait because I knew they were they were wanting to do this. You know, each night they would give me the indication that they wanted to to do it tonight. So that's what I'd do. I'd play the music and then I would sit with my fingers on the, the keyboard and I would just let them speak to me. And the interesting thing was I never knew who it was. I It was always a big surprise. And in fact, half of the people, I didn't know whether they were actually alive or not. Like, for example, 
uh, Paul Newman. I didn't know that he had died and I didn't know if his wife had passed or not. I had no idea. Uh, Davy Jones, I for sure didn't know. And, um, and uh, Waylon, I didn't know at all, not just whether he had died. I actually didn't know who it was. So I, they were all very interesting in that sense. I just had to sit and wait. And they told me to remember the word unbidden. And that was a very important word. And it's, of course, meaning uh, unsolicited, uninvited. So I think that that's what they wanted. They said, you're going to have no control. So you're just basically letting us take take control here and uh, you stay out of it. And I said, "Okay, I can do that. So, yeah, it was it was a surprise. Okay. Uh, who came. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the book. It's uh, Robert Manny, Guys Guys Radio, our special guest, Lisa in the Jar. We're talking about her book, Dying to Tell You, Channel Messages from the Famously Dead. So this kind of group of individuals, they came across to you as celebrities for a reason. Could you, just for our audience, explain why why the, the messaging that they brought forth is coming through through celebrities? Because it's not a Hollywood tell-all book. No, and that also surprised me because, of course, what was I to think when it was going to be celebrities? I thought, oh, boy. And I thought and I was actually secretly really hoping that it wouldn't be because I'm the last person who's interested in anything. I don't even watch TV. I'm not interested in what celebrities are doing. It's just not my thing. So so when they when I found out it was going to be some celebrities and whatnot, I I thought, oh, gosh, what is why would they come to me of all people? But no, it wasn't that at all. And what it was is these people, they had everything in life. They had influence and power, money, intellect. They had fame and fortune and women and men and everything you could imagine. All the things we strive for in our humanness. And what happened was they got to the other side and found out that really none of it mattered. And the things that did matter were far different than what they thought. And a lot of them were just surprised to find out like Einstein to find out his intellect didn't count or, or, you know, some of them that their fame didn't make a difference or those kinds of things. And, and what was really important. And they've asked me to come and share the things they have now learned from the other side in an effort to help those of us that are still in bodies uh, live better, more meaningful lives now. Well, we have the chance because we'll all get it the minute we cross, but it'd be really great to live like we're dying now. So that, that was the purpose for it. It was interesting that it seemed like each one of the celebrities had a different theme that they spoke about. For instance, Tennessee Williams, I recall, said, okay, I'm going to talk about change. And uh, Paul Newman talked about his family. And John Wayne talked about, uh, you know, kind of using power in the right way. Did you sense that each one of these celebrities were going to talk about a different topic? I didn't know that at first, and that was part of the letting go and just allowing them to do to do what they wanted. And yeah, as it turned out, they all seemed to have a theme and they stuck to it, which is really great because it touches on all the little aspects of being a human being. Absolutely. Now, uh, what is the most consistent message that came out of what they uh, had to say to you? Oh, heavens. Uh, I would say... I mean, love above everything else, love and passion. So uh, love bonds are very important and love is really all there is. Love and kindness, peace and brotherhood. That's that's just really all that matters. And then and then secondly, but not le- less important is love of self. And, and within that is uh, a lot of 
things like passion, you know, are you living your passion? Are you being really authentically true to yourself? And and at all costs, we need to be, Robert. That's what I'm finding, at all costs. So um, things like that. And that's not just from the celebrities in my book. Any medium will tell you, and for sure I can I can attest to this, that I work with the dead and the dying all the time. And, you know, every day I'm working with people that are either dead or dying. And they tell me across the board that they they wish they hadn't done this, 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 and they wish they had done this, this. And the, the, the things they wish were, of course, living with more passion, more authenticity, more truth, more joy, and not putting off, you know, till they're old what they could have done because sometimes we don't get that chance. Maybe mm-hmm. we're sickly or our partner's sickly and we don't get to do all those wonderful things or take those chances. So the message across the board is... Uh, Stop striving for the things you think are important and really check in with, as Kramer would say on Seinfeld, the little man. Check in with the little man inside and just really follow your own truth. I found that the biggest message I got out of the book was when Jesus was talking about um, when people put themselves in certain situations and somebody wrongs them or whatever, and it happened with you, I believe, uh, that we have to, instead of being angry with them, send them love, and that will kind of... Uh, reconfigure the situation and solve things. And it's not always easy to do because people screw us over all the time. And to just send the people who are screwing us over all this love is is very difficult. But I think that was the biggest takeaway I got out of the book that uh, I don't want to call it a technique, but that perspective and living your life that way where everything is loved. So you have to even love those who are harming you. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And what I noticed when doing my sessions, I mean, I kind of had this concept before, but now doing all these sessions with people, what I'm finding is we were everything. Robert, in all the history of our lifetimes, we were everything. We were the up and the down. We were the prostitute and the priest. We were the victim and the villain. We were everything. So we've been it all. We've done it all. And nothing is an accident. Even accidents aren't accidents. Spirit is telling me that none of it's an accident. So when someone wrongs us, that actually probably happened. I mean, I'd have to tune into each person's you know life to see what it is, but there's a reason for it. And it's a divine reason. Maybe it's karma that you're balancing with that person. Maybe you set that up to learn something for yourself. And so all we can do is, and maybe it's there to just mirror something in us that we need to heal and look at. There's so many wonderful reasons why these negative things happen to us, but most people have no idea that that's really going on. But I sure have learned over all these years of talking to so many spirits from the other side, not just deceased loved ones, but the higher master beings have have shared so much with me about how it really works and what what this is really all about. And yeah, absolutely, forgiveness, because, you know, I think someone told me that the Dalai Lama even said when asked something like, you know, aren't you upset with the Chinese or whatever? And he said, why would I be? Because I know that most likely we've done something to them and this is some kind of balancing. And I don't have to know all of what happened. I just have to send them love and forgiveness because because ultimately if I don't and I retaliate, and that goes for all of us, if we just retaliate with more, you know, pain or suffering or hate, well, then we've just created more karma for ourselves so it's never going to be a good thing and so just send them love and 
trust that there's some divine, wonderful plan in action here. And this this is all perfect. It's all perfect. So I, I love that. Let's talk about a couple of the uh, celebrities for our, our listeners. Uh, Paul Newman stuck out to me, stood out to me because he was so um, enamored with his his love for his wife and for his family. It almost felt like he was hovering around them all the time, almost like he was in a dimension that was different than some of the other celebrities in that he was kind of almost earthbound in a way, but in a different dimension because he was pining for his family so much. He really was, and and he is, and uh, every time he would come in, I would know it was him. First of all, I would smell cigarette smoke, and second of all, I would feel like I was going to cry, and I'd say, is this you, Paul? And he'd say, yes. So it was, he always came in that way, just that feeling of deep, deep love, and his message was about love bonds and how they never, ever go away. They just don't, no, there's no separation and that they watch over us. They're with us. They're, they're, just, they're just a breath away. And, uh, and so it's really important not to, you know, yes, of course, we miss our loved ones when they pass. But to know that they are just right there. And, um, and that's never going to go anywhere. So he had just so much love for his, his uh, family. So much. Okay. Let's get into, a, let's get into another one. Um. Michael Jackson seemed like he was going through a transition at the time that he wasn't completely in the over the, you know, in uh, heaven. I'll put that in quotes, if you will, that he was going through a healing process. And uh, could you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes. And he and he was in heaven because um, when they're not in the light, uh, I'll I'll call heaven the light. When they're not in the light, I absolutely know that. And that's when they're actually considered ghosts and they need help to get over into the light. He's absolutely in the light, but yes, he is. He's going through a process and I'll share with you that he came to me outside of the book a couple of year, uh, sorry, a couple of months after the book, I was going through a really, really hard time and uh, I was in transition and just things weren't working out. I was having some health concerns and, and then financial concerns and different things like that. And I was living in Canada at the time. And uh, he came to me and he wanted to help me with my issue that I was going through and uh, so he did a lot of things that day and had gave me a lot of good advice. And he actually asked me to go and get this deck of ISIS cards that I happen to have. And I never pull cards, but he said, no, go, go get the deck and pull a card. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And he said, no, the answer is in the card you're going to pull. And he had this thing with me. So I finally listened to him and he gave me an answer and I pulled the de- the card and it was amazing. And it was so true. And then he told me what was coming for me. And um, at the end of it, I said, Michael, you've really helped me a lot. And it was the saddest thing because what he replied back is he started to cry. And he said, do you know that this is the first time that I've ever felt like I really actually was needed and I really helped somebody? I've never had that feeling in my life or in my death. And today I feel like I did something to really like I really helped somebody And uh, he was just so happy about it. And I said, my God, yes, you've helped me so much. And um, that meant a lot to him. So he's going through an inner process of of who am I? You know, did I make good choices? Uh, Just like we all do. I mean, we all do. And we all certainly do when we get to the other side. Right. We examine all of our lives. So, yeah, he's he's processing and um, he's a he's a very beautiful soul. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit. It seems like the uh, the 
folks who have crossed over, they are um, getting a, a kind of a life review and, and they're in different stages of it. And they can see it sounds like 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 uh, frame by frame, if you will. And it takes and a it while takes a to be able to uh, tap into that. And there's no judgment. Talk to us about that, Lisa. Yes, that's one of the first things that happens is um, we go to uh, I don't know exactly where we where we're sitting, but we um, we we have our guides and angels and beloved you know beings are around us. It's all done in light and love, and it's really with no judgment, no no shame, no guilt, no nothing. And that we do we go through our life and we look at all the choices we made, and we're just kind of it's like a self examination, and we say. Okay, was that the highest choice? Hmm, maybe that wasn't. How could I have done differently? How could I have changed what I did or said? And uh, how would that have affected others? So we get to really look at how, you know, where we missed the mark and where we didn't and where we exceeded the mark. And it's not in any kind of a blame judgment thing. It's just done in a learning kind of way. Because before we get here, we plan what the major themes are going to be of our learning. We, we plan most of that out. Like, what, what are we here for? Okay, we're here. To, these are our three, like, we'll call them majors, like in university. It's our majors. And we have a few minors. And that's what we plan. And then how we get that done is, is up to us. That's kind of the free will piece. But generally speaking, when we come into this earth, we already know what we're working on. And so we kind of assess, did we, did we do it? And how did we do it? But the other thing that I've learned from spirit and... Uh, this kind of frightened me at first, but I, I see it differently now, is that we not only see what we did, said, and thought from our perspective, but spirit shows us that what we did, said, and thought, how it affected the person. So we become that person that we said it to, uh, did it to, or thought it about. We become that person and we get to see how it impacted them. And again, no blame, no shame, no judgment. It was It's done very sweetly and lovingly. And it's just so that we can have that sense of compassion and we can understand why that maybe wasn't the highest choice. And it's quite a, a beautiful thing. So the more goodness we put out there, of course, we're going to have a fantastic life review. And the more things we do that we aren't quite proud of, well, that's okay. We're, we're works in progress. We're all learning and growing and evolving. And, and it's, uh, but we're going to, we're going to have to look at it and, and it's, then that's okay. Okay. Uh, guys, guys, radio, your host, Robert Manny, our special guest, Lisa Najar. The book is dying to tell you. We're talking about her channeling of, uh, past celebrities who've come to her and created this book. Um, where are, where do you think, and from what they've told you, where are these uh, souls now? I, my understanding, at least my current understanding, is that there are many, many, many dimensions. I think something like maybe 300, I'm not sure, but some great a number of uh, dimensions. And so the Jesuses and those, they're, you know, in that fifth dimension and higher. Uh, and the rest of us, we are in these uh, different levels, I guess you could say, within the level of the fourth, maybe. But, you know, I'm not an expert at all that. I just know that we're when we cross over, we're known by the color of our light. And our light is determined by our heart. So, you know, the old Egyptians used to say that they measured the heart of a soul. And that's kind of true. It's, it's, you know, the quality of our light is determined by how much love we shared and gave and experienced and uh, and allowed in. 
So there are all these different levels within the level of maybe the fourth dimension, I'm not sure. We'll call it heaven. But uh, everyone's in their own place. And pa- apparently we go where we think we're going to go. If we think there's going to be harps and we're going to sit on a cloud, we actually go there. If we think that there's going to be this hell, well, we'll go there for a bit. But that's not the truth of it. That's what we think. That's our mind. But really, it's a beautiful place where we learn, we grow, we evolve, we enjoy, we have fun. It's it's an amazing, happy place. But uh, the work doesn't stop. But just because we die, we're fat. We're really hard at work on the other side, just as we are here evolving. Now, you spoke to celebrities. Is it a choice when they come into this life to be a celebrity, or is that something that randomly happens based on their skill set and what their life's work is supposed to be? Well, again, my current understanding, and I'm not an expert, but my current understanding from spirit is this, that most of those kinds of things are chosen. They're absolutely chosen. So before we get here, we're already looking at who's going to be our parents and what is it that we're going to have to learn? What are our major themes and and how are we going to set about doing that? Uh, so I, I imagine they had choices along the way, whether to follow the plan and become the celebrity or not. They could always take a sharp left turn. Everybody can. But we have these certain themes and that's kind of what we're trying to do. But no matter what, the lesson underneath of it is. So if those people had a lesson to learn that had to have fame attached to it, then yes, I'm I'm almost certain that they would have had to go down that path because their soul already chose it for them. Okay. And it's, yeah. Okay. Can the, if the folks make mistakes and they look at their life review and they have some regret and they say, wow, I wish I could fix that. Do they get the opportunity uh, actually to go back and fix the life they just lived or do they have to kind of wait and tee up and go into their next incarnation to address the issues that they didn't really overcome, if you will, in this life? Yeah, yeah, it's been said and I, I hold to it. You can't die your way out of it. You can't even die your way out of anything. So things like unforgiveness that you spoke of earlier and all that, you can't even die your way out of it. Um, we're going we're gonna to redo it. If it didn't get done in this life, of course, we're going we're gonna to get another shot at it and we're going to go back and we're going to probably do, do that again. But there's a, there's a concept out there that almost breaks my mind to think about it, so I tend not to. But apparently, it's been said that there are parallel universes going on right now. And that right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm Lisa talking to Robert. Right now, Lisa is maybe somewhere else. She's in 20 other places doing 20 other things, possibly making different choices for each one of these decisions I have to make. So that kind of concept is so big. It, I cannot hold that in my mind, but apparently that's also what's going on. I'm I'm going to just stick with what I'm directly told by spirit, and that is that, yes, if we don't get stuff done in this life, no problem. We're going to do it again, you know. Okay, let's talk about a couple of the really big celebrities I think people would be interested in. Um, Marilyn Monroe and John Wayne. What was your experience with those two? Marilyn was a beautiful soul and she's real sweet and she's just tired and she's been gone quite a while, but she's not going anywhere. She's resting and she's not coming out of that, as she calls it, her little kind of a Zen, you know, spa like place. She's just not. Um, She really was worn out by this lifetime and, and the choices. And I think she kind of referred to something along the lines of maybe I bit off more than I could chew. It was just too much for her and she's a sensitive soul and it wore her right out. Um, so that's that. And then John, 
Wayne, and I didn't know, of course, much about him. I wasn't into his movies or anything like that. But he, I think he, he's, he impressed me a lot because he's really learning a lot since he crossed over. And he's, um, like, you know, really hard at work trying to sort out, you know, why he attached so much emphasis to this idea of being a man and being tough and this and that. And he's really seeing how he wasn't living very authentically. So, and I, and I also remember he went to a spiritual event with me. I was, um, I think I might've channeled him already. I'm not sure actually, but I was going to a spiritual event that night and he came along and he, he said to me the next day, man, that was amazing. Like, I wish I had done more of, this kind of stuff. And, and I think he just regrets that he didn't um, live as authentically as he could have. And maybe in some places, maybe there are choices he could have made to be a little softer, more compassionate, those kinds of things. So um, I think he's a great guy and uh, he's, you know, he's, he's doing a lot of work over there. How about uh, the two Beatles, John and George, I think arguably people could say, well, those were probably the most too spiritual of the Beatles, not saying anything negative against Paul or Ringo, but they were more a little bit overt in their kind of a touch with humanity. What were they like? Oh, George is my absolute favorite. I took to George. So, oh, my gosh, he's I think we would have been best friends had we had we known each other. Um He's a real beautiful soul. And he is, as I said in the book, he's job shadowing Jesus is what he's doing. And uh, he's following him around and they come to me, the two of them, they look almost alike and he's in the white robes and everything. It was, it was hard for me to even distinguish one from the other. Um, he's, he's a beautiful soul. And I'd say he's an example. And he's not, he didn't walk on water. I'm not going to say that, but he's an example of how somebody could could live with the, the kind of pressure and fame and craziness that you could only imagine in your wildest dreams having. But he managed to do that and still keep a lot to his center and to his authenticity. I mean, he faltered, of course, because he's human and he wasn't walking on water. But I would say he's one of the few that uh, of you know human beings out there that can rise to such a level and still manage to be in touch with that inner self and not get so completely destroyed by all the outer stuff that can grab a hold of us and pull us down. So um, I think he did a, a pretty darn good job on this planet of, of living like that. Uh, John, well, John said a lot of things that I didn't actually include in the book. Um, I, I think I'll put them in the next book, but uh, he, he had a lot of beefs. He had a lot of beefs with the world and the way things are going and big corporation and, um, all that kind of stuff, very controversial. And uh, so I thought I'd save it for the next book. But but yeah, he's more, he's still more what I'd call, uh, this is a harsh way of putting it, but itching for a fight. He he really wants to help people, but almost like by really pushing them hard and pushing their buttons hard. Whereas George has a real softness about him and he'd rather you come to the learning in a soft, gentle way. So that, but both of them were fabulous. Okay, one more celebrity I think people would be very interested in, and Elvis, and he seemed like he was kind of still healing on the other side, and he had a, obviously, very tough to be Elvis, because it was only one of him, he didn't have a group 
like the Beatles had four guys to hang out with. Elvis was before them. He was the biggest probably of anybody, and he had to do it on his own. He was breaking new ground. So what was your experience speaking with Elvis Presley, Lisa? Oh, my gosh. It was wonderful. I thought it was it was just so beautiful to connect with him. He had such a, a beauty and a, and, a, and a there was just such a loving vibration with that man. He's uh, and he's somebody that's kind of put himself into a little bit of a well, he called it a bit of a pity party, but it's it's just a little spa- a holding place, I guess he's in, where he's really examining that, well, because they're showing him what kindness does and that every act of kindness reverberates throughout, throughout all of eternity. And he now sees that. And he says, my God, my God, had I known all this, had I seen all this, I had the fame and the influence and the power to have affected so much change and bring so much goodness to the world and I didn't use my gifts in the way that now I wish so much I had and that's what he has regrets about and and I I talked with them and I mean and he's got a great you know obviously you know the beloved beings of light are all with him but he's really a little bit hard on himself right now wishing he had done more with his uh fame and fortune but uh in any case, he's a beautiful soul, and I thoroughly enjoyed connecting with him. He's just a love. Okay, one more. I Forgive me. Um, Albert Einstein, considering uh, maybe the smartest man who ever lived from an intellectual standpoint, but you know, he was a spiritual guy also. Uh, talk to us about your conversations, if you will, with Mr. Einstein. Yes, he was funny. Uh, he he was. He says, I was shocked, Lisa. When I got to the other side, he said, I thought I was so important. I mean, I was all puffed up. Because, of course, people on the planet made him feel like that because he he had the superior intellect. But he says, I got there and I found out that I'm not very special. I'm just so ordinary. Um, And he said that was a hard pill to to swallow. And uh, it was he kind of laughed about it. And I thought he was he was sweet. He was cute. And uh, he said, but it's okay because I've since learned that we are all special. All of us, but no one better than another. So really his message and, and same with um, Jane Mansfield about bodies. And I mean, so many of them, their, their message really was nobody is more special than another. And we shouldn't judge people good or bad or smart or not or successful or not, because it's kind of we it's kind of not like that. We just think as earthlings, it's like that, but it's really not. And um, we're each you know, just a being unto ourselves. And uh, the only thing we should measure is, is against ourselves and not others. And, uh, and nobody's better or worse than anyone else. And just to appreciate everybody's gifts that they bring to the table and, and uh, the diversity. And, but he was, um, he was very humbled since he, Mm -hmm. since he arrived in heaven, he says. Okay. Uh, Just a few more questions. Um, Another thing I got out of the book is that we create our own lives. And when we have thoughts or feelings or anger or whatever, that reverberates through eternity. So we have to be really careful to kind of manage our thoughts. Could you help us out with that, Lisa? Yes, our thoughts and our intentions. Absolutely. And don't we all wrestle with that? I mean, I do it daily and I try to catch myself as often as I can because I know that it goes out there. Every thought we have actually is recorded. And that's a scary thought to me. It's all recorded somewhere in our in our so-called book of life. And uh, and we get to take a look at that and call it up and, and examine that down the road. So, yeah, it does. And not only that, but it also affects everyone around us. And I'm sure you've had the, the experience where you've walked into a room or you've met somebody and instantly you can just feel this oh feeling or 
sort of a, you know, something just unpleasant and you back away. And we've also met people or had experiences where we walk into a room and somebody in a whole room just has a vibe that's just so great and we're already uplifted. Well, so every time you put out those negative thoughts, you're having sort of envious, jealous, mean spirited thoughts. It it, it does go out into the room and it, it ripples out. And so everybody can feel it. And uh, the veil is lifting. That veil between this life and that is lifting. So I don't know if you've noticed, but people are becoming way, way more tapped in now. Average people are feeling things, seeing things and knowing things like never before. And it's because there's not supposed to be a, a veil between us. So eventually, Robert, we're all going to be able to read minds as we once could. And so I guess... That's what I use sometimes to keep myself on track is, ooh, Lisa, would you want that thought recorded? Oh, would you want that one known to all? Because eventually we're all going to be waking up to be able to hear each other's thoughts. And so we want to keep it as good and clean and positive as we can. And, um, you know, I guess as our mothers used to say, you know, if you don't have something good to say about somebody, don't say anything at all. Kind of one of those, but it's tough. Okay. And we're human. All right. Skies, guys, radio. Our special guest, Lisa Najjar, the book is Dying to Tell You, Channel Messages from the Famously Dead. And it sounds like that you're going to be doing another book. And I, that was my question. Like, there's got to be another book and there's got to be more celebrities and there's got to be a return of some of the celebrities. What's what's your plan? Well, it's not my plan, Robert, but I feel <laughs> that they have one. They have one because even when I finished the book, two other ones came to me Um and so I've already I've already finished those, but I just set it aside. So, yes, there will be some more. And so there'll be a book, I'm pretty sure, that will be, you know, a uh, follow to this one. And then and then probably end up doing um, a different kind of book that's more of a, uh, a how to and sort of what I'm learning from the other side, period, from from even grandmas and grandpas and just regular folks, because my goodness, am I ever learning the coolest stuff and uh and I think it's just all really useful, useful information. So I think there's probably a couple books in the works. Okay, well, fantastic, because you're, you're a great guest. You're a lovely person. I hope you'll come back. Um, we have a couple of minutes. We want to find out where people can uh, find out about your book. So why don't we do that first? Just give everybody your information. And then as we discussed prior to our, our, our getting together, Lisa's going to give me a little bit of insight, show us how she works with me. Yes, you can go to my website. The easiest way to, to for folks to get a hold of me is for I shortened it to four 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 books. That's three fours, the number four, three number fours, four 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 books plural dot com, and that takes you to the Dying to Tell You uh, website. My book is Dying to Tell You Channel Messages from the Famously Dead, and I offer my book there, of course, and readings. I do mediumship readings i do psychic information readings i do hospice mediumship for people who are transitioning and i do psychic matchmaking type readings and i also do a lot of ancestral soul healing and that is where say you your parents maybe one of them passed and you didn't have the greatest relationship or a, a spouse that passed and there was unfinished business or angers or maybe somebody was abusive or an alcoholic and you couldn't get closure and couldn't resolve your issues. And a lot of times these folks call me and they have unresolved issues with their person on the other side. And they think that there's no hope. And I say, oh my gosh, there is that ever not true? There's more than hope. These people want to do the resolution now too. 
So these people will come from the other side and they want to work with their loved ones here because now they're not the alcoholic. Now they're not checked out. Now they're not depressed. Now they're not whatever. And they can actually do some healing, some authentic healing with their child or their spouse or their sister or whatever. So I do a lot of ancestral soul healing and I do basically it's family counseling with the dead is to put it bluntly. And uh, and it's so, so helpful. My clients are loving that. And uh, I get such a lot out of those kinds of readings. Um, so all of that is there on the website. And uh, yeah, just help you in all the different areas of your life. And and um, I would okay. love to, yeah, I'd love to just share more with people. So All right. Well, maybe to give everybody a little taste, um, maybe you could tell me from my your guides to my guides. I've asked my guides to engage your guides. Let me know what I need to know right now. All right, Robert, let me just take a second to tune into you. Well, I think there's money coming for you, one thing. Um, I'm seeing that it's going to come in, fr- come in from an unexpected source, so look forward to that. Uh, I feel like you're, you're going to be moving again. Um, I don't know if you're super settled where you are or what you're doing, but um, I feel like there's going to be movement for you in the next two to three years. Um, that makes sense. Yes, yes, I definitely see it. And I'm going to say to you, it's going to be a happy move, a good thing. It's not because you have to go and something, you know, it's something really positive that you're looking forward to. And it's actually, um, I would say it's promotional. And I don't know why I'm using that word, but it's, I'd say promotional in the sense of it takes you from where you are to the next level in some area of your life. And uh, so it's something really great that's coming up for you there. Um, I think that you're a light worker is what I'm hearing from spirit. So you are a light worker and that means you are, uh, well, obviously this work that you're doing, sharing uh, wonderful messages with the world in your, through your medium is fantastic. So you're really on track there. And that's an important thing, Robert, because not everyone's on track with where they're supposed to be. And you are, spirit is telling me you're quite on track. Um, your soul is is happy because it's living authentically um, to to its purpose. I guess I would say it that way. So that's great. Um, and yes, you are a light worker. You bring light to the world in your way, in your style. And um, I'm hearing <laughs> this is interesting. I'm hearing that you might actually. I mean, Robert, I don't know you at all, so I don't know if you're intuitive at all or anything like that, but they're saying that you, in fact, are, and that you might be getting some downloads yourself about information uh, from a higher place. And this isn't deceased loved ones, not that level, but a higher level. So I'm going to say the fifth dimension and higher. You will be getting information from higher beings of light. And uh, I think it's going to help you personally, they're saying, but also professionally, there's something coming that's going to be where you're going to engage your intuition a lot more than you maybe do currently. And I don't know if you do, but um, so definitely if something like that comes in, don't uh, resist it is what I would say. That's my advice because you might be surprised where this takes you and spirits, they're smiling. They want you to know it's um, they're not going to share the whole thing with you because it's, um it part of the part of the whole process is for you to experience each level of it but um but they are smiling and saying that it's going to be you're going to notice um some unusual things coming up in your life and and ways of doing work and ways of being in the world it's going to be 
a little different than what you once thought. I think you're going to get a real lot of downloads and you're going to really tap into your intuitive side and um, connect in with spirit more. Oh, um, that sounds fantastic because what I've doing it since we my family and I just moved to Southern California after 30 years in New York and uh, I've given up my career to spirit to say all right you'll be my agent you're gonna you'll I'll let you and my guys guide things and I feel a lot calmer by having done that instead of chasing oh isn't that fantastic and that's that's probably exactly why then that they're coming now to say all right and watch watch for it because they're really I think they're going to lead you into some amazingly wonderful things that are rather unexpected, um, but but real good. And it's all because you're going to be so, so connected to spirit. You're going to have uh, a sort of a direct link, I guess you could say. So that's great that you basically said kind of Jesus take the wheel, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. So watch for that because they are going to guide you into some really probably pretty wonderful places. And I think there's going to be shifts in what you're doing, where you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, And just with everything that comes, if it's a little unusual, my advice is just go, huh, all right. And then just have your arms open wide and say, all right, I don't know a lot about that, but yeah, yeah. Okay. And just keep saying yes and keep showing up. And that's what spirit wants you to know. So hopefully that will, that will be of some assistance to you down the road. I can't ask for more than that. And I would also like to just tell my dad on the other side that I love him and that he's with me. So listen, Lisa, you have been a wonderful guest. I'm so glad we connected. Great radio. I can't wait to get the other books done, come back on the show. And uh, I look forward to just staying in touch with you. Thank you so much for being on Guys Guys Radio. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. There's never been a better time for men to be whoever they want to be. Yet it's never been less clear who men really are. Guys Guy Radio, starring author Robert Manny, is on KCAA every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Whether it's relationships, sex, wellness, or spirituality, join Robert as he interviews the experts about how men and women can be at their best. Guys Guy Radio, better men, better world. All right, that was an incredible, an incredible interview with Lisa Najjar. Her book is called Dying to Tell You, Channel Messages from the Famously Dead. I got to tell you, I sat down, I read this book. I didn't know what to expect. I thought it might be some insights on what's going on in Hollywood or something. It's far from that. I couldn't put it down. I read it in two, one or two sittings. And it was amazing to me how all the different celebrities had a different take, a different message, a different theme, a different something to offer everybody in terms of what their perception was in terms of how they lived their life, where they were now, and what was next for them. You had some that were grieving. You had some that were lonely for planet Earth and their loved ones. And you had others who were saying, okay, what's next? And I want to learn more like George Harrison basically following Jesus around to learn from the ultimate ascended master, like what, what is love? How do we, how do we deal with humans on a day-to-day basis in terms of putting ourselves in a heart centered place? Not easy in this day and age, let me tell you. And I know you guys know that. So, but we heard from 
Albert Einstein as Steve McQueen and Elvis Presley and Davy Jones as Abe Lincoln, George Harrison, Shirley Temple, Marilyn Monroe. It's an amazing book dying to tell you. So I think the greatest takeaway I got and the biggest piece of learning that we can share is that these celebrities who went over to the other side realized that everybody's the same, everybody's equal, we're all, we're all connected, and that it's not about I'm better than you. Yeah, sure, they acknowledged their accomplishments that they had here on Earth, whether it be music, arts, film, whatever, but they still realized that, hey, you know what, I'm just like anybody else, and I maybe I could have done a better job. I guess that's going to happen with all of us, but you know what? It's a school. We're learning. So as long as we learn together and we share the information. Guys, Guys Radio, the place where men and women can be at their best. Everyone wins. We're on KCAA every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Also Sundays at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 102.3, 106.5 FM in Los Angeles and 1050 a.m. We're also on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Blog Talk Radio, CastBox, KCAA.com streaming, and you can also stream the show from my website, RobertManny, M-A-N-N-I.com. The whole Guys Guys thing began with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, about two dudes in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City. The ad business there, the place where they play for keeps, it's crazy, it's kooky, and the the book is, it's a romp, and it's been called by Dan Wakefield, an iconic 20th century author, he called it the male successor to Sex in the City, so I hope you like it, you can pick it up on Amazon or wherever else they sell, wherever else they sell books, Um, you can also check out my website, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I dot com, where I blog about everything that has to do with life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, and we'll take it from there. Also, if you want to support the show, support the work I'm doing to bring the best information out there to help your life be as good as it can be, then just do me a quick favor. Go on to Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever, and rate, review, or subscribe to Guys, Guys Radio there. If you rate us there, give us a good rating because you like the show. That always helps. Very easy to do. It takes you about three minutes. Also, if you want to pick up my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love, where this whole thing started, that would be great too. But in any case, I am super appreciative of my audience, of my listeners. We're out here in California. I'm a New Yorker. I'm enjoying the culture change. There's so much I'm learning. I'm going to be sharing all that with you. And Guys Guys Radio, we're going to keep rocking. We're going to keep rolling every week. We're going to be back next week. Great new guest. So until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. It's Guys Guy Radio. 